Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. We continue our series of uh, Lions Lair finalists. Uh, the big gala, of course, for Lions Lair is uh, coming up in just a little while. And uh, as we've done in the past, uh, the final 10 folks that are in the running now for the grand prizes uh, are going to be introduced to you uh, on a daily basis here on 900 CHML on our program, uh, which will culminate, by the way, of course, on September 26th with the big gala. And that's where the winners will be announced. And as we have done in the past, and uh, we'll do again this year, the day after the competition on September 27th, that would be a Friday, We'll be broadcasting live from the Innovation Factory, which, of course, is right across the highway from us here. And uh, it's always great because we'll talk with, first of all, the, the Grand Prize winners. Uh, some of the other participants, we always get uh, Dave Carter from the Innovation Factory always rounds up some of the past winners, too. And it's always fun to check back and see how things are going a year after, two years after, whatever it was that they've won the competition. And uh, usually, it's, it is always usually a good story because these are winners and they're, they're just so driven for this sort of thing. And this has done just a standing thing for helping the people in this community, especially in the business community, because these are all startups. Uh, it creates employment, it's innovation, and it's uh, been a real, real asset to this community over the next little while. Today, uh, you're going to meet uh, somebody with a, an incredible idea that's, uh, I think, going to pay off in a big, big way for the community. Cheryl Muse is with us. She is the founder of the BTX Pen. Uh, first and foremost, thanks for coming in today. It's good to have you here. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Talk to me about uh, this uh, this pen and, and how you developed this. So the BTX pen is a dial-a-dose medication syringe. It's actually the only one that can be filled by the user because right now on the market, all dial-a-dose devices for medications are pre-filled by pharmaceutical mm-hmm. companies or closed, like the insulin pen. So um, a few years ago, I'm, I'm a registered nurse. I've been nursing for 39 years. And a few years ago, I took the cosmetic Botox injectable course, and I couldn't believe how archaic it was. So I wanted to develop something um, that would make it um, easier, safer, and um, and just get rid of all the problems we're having with um, injecting Botox. I couldn't believe, really, how archaic it was. So um, I hooked up with Innovation Factory to um, help me develop something, because there isn't anything. This is another one of these ideas, though. Here you are in, in that profession. Uh, and uh, I'm sure you're not the first nurse that said, boy, this is complicated. This is crazy. I mean, why, why can't they develop a better way? Somebody should develop a better way to do yes. this. When did the light go on to say, that's going to be me? Well, the very first day I had to inject <laughs> by myself <laughs> outside of school. I went, okay, this is not a good idea. So I actually started doing research to see if there was a product that I could bring in to make my life as a clinician easier and safer for my patients. And I did extensive research and couldn't find anything, um, especially nothing available in North America. So um, I hired a company to do actually a market research for me and see if they could find anything in a patent search. And when it came back that there was nothing and uh, the patent search uh, showed that there was room for innovation, um, then I had to really think hard about what I was going to do with it after that. How would you develop, develop this though? I mean, you, you've got an idea. Say, yes. this, this is not the best way to do this. There's got to be a better way. Uh, talk to me about the trial and error to come up with what you ended up with. Well, the, the very first thing, well, what I'm very good at, um, especially in my career as a nurse, is saying, okay, I don't know how to do this. I don't know the best way, so I'm going to find somebody who can tell me. Mm-hmm. So a friend of mine told me to check out Innovation Factory. So when I went and had my initial appointment with them and explained that I have a problem, 
um, I have an idea what I'd like to see it, what I'd like to see to fix it, but I don't know how to go about it. And they kind of bring you through from beginning right to the end. So we interviewed different um, product development companies, and I went with HumanScope. They are a product development company out of Hamilton. We had a couple of trial and error um, devices that were too big and unweirdly. And, but when we ended up with the product we ended up developing, we actually became partners in this particular um, uh, project. This is one of the great things about Innovation Factory, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it's been amazing because all along, no matter what stage you are, they'll bring you somebody that will help you at that stage. And it kind of keeps you moving forward through the whole innovation um, project. And I, I don't know anything about innovation, so it's a whole new world for me. So it was quite a huge learning c- curve for me, for sure. Well, I mean, there are a lot of people with good ideas, but they, they don't know how to implement them. Exactly. And, and then they just kind of go full bore into it. And then, you know, six months later, it's, well, I can't do that anymore. I wish I'd known that. I wish I'd known that. These guys know all that stuff. They do. I, I mean, when you think back of how big of a project these things are, I'm, I don't know if I would have went into it, but I kept saying to my husband, I don't want to be on my uh, deathbed and saying to myself, why didn't I do it? Like, why was I so scared? Why was I so afraid to just go for it? And so we decided that I'll just go for it. Now, explain to us, uh, for the, or the listeners, describe exactly what the, uh, the, the it looks like. It's um, a, ha- um, a single-use device yeah. um, for Botox. It actually can be used for lots of other medication injection needs, but we developed it for Botox. So you can draw it. it holds the current device, we can make different versions. It holds 100 units of uh, product, up to 100 units. And then for, like, you can draw back from it, from the vial yourself, because, mm. it, again, you can fill it. That's uh, that's a big difference. That is a big difference. Because I know people that ha- are, are using uh, the injections, obviously. I mean, could be diabetics, any yeah. number of other things. Uh, and, and that's great that they've got these things right now where you can just set the dosage and bingo, mm-hmm. you do it yourself. But it's costly. I mean, because when it's empty, you got to take it. Well, you have to dispose of it then, but then you have to go buy another one. Yeah, but you can't fill it with anything no, you want. No, no. Um, so you would draw into it your total patient dose, and then you for every spot you want to inject. And because Botox treatments, you can inject sometimes 20 or more um, different areas on the face and in different devo- d- um, dosages, tiny, like one unit, five units, three units, like little wee tiny amounts. So for each spot you want to inject, you can dial that dose and then just push the lever forward and it injects. It has a hard stop so you can't overdose. Which is one of the great innovations. Yes. Uh, because a lot of other people, when they're doing this, they think, was that enough? I don't know. Well, the uh, syringe that we... All, it's all prescribed now, isn't it? Y- yeah. So the syringe we use now um, is the smallest syringe available in the market, but the plunger often sticks. So if you have more than one dose, one injection site in it, you go to push the plunger and it sticks and you could, when you have to push it to get it going, you could actually over it and over-inject that area. And with Botox, even one unit makes a huge difference on how um, the face looks when it's uh, when it's done. So you have to be very careful. So you've come up with this idea. Yes. Uh, you've got the help of the Innovation Factory right here. Uh, and, and obviously, at this point, you say, this is one. This is what I wanted. This is this is what I had envisioned. Yeah. I wasn't quite sure it was going to look like this, but here it is. Yeah. Go, what are the next steps? How do you get it to market? How do you, how do you get people to say, hey, look what we've got? One of the hardest part of innovation is getting into the big companies. It's almost like a wall. So you pretty much have to network and know someone who can actually behind the wall to help make those introductions. And that's the beauty of doing pitch competitions because 
you, people say, I know someone who works at this company who you might be able to talk to. We are looking for a licensing deal because it is a syringe. Mm-hmm. So um, it's important for us to um, make those kinds of connections with syringe companies so that they can see the innovation. And it's we're not selling a uh, Botox device. We're selling an open dial-a-dose syringe. So the limit is limited. Um, pet insulin, for example, it would be perfect for it. And that's even a bigger market than uh, Botox, actually. I so was going to ask you, you said this is, uh, you could use this for other medications mm-hmm. too. It, 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 do you have to do any adaptations to it or is it just... Yeah, um, we can so make... So there's, di- there's room for growth here. Oh, though. yeah. We can make different versions without um, changing the intellectual property. So we can make them so that they hold less and dial very minuscule amounts, like half units and a third of a unit. Or we can make it so that it holds more and dials, say, 0.1 of a, of a mil. So we, we have a lot of leeway to meet a lot of different needs in the engine. So anybody who needs a real precise injection, the BTX pen can be adapted to to meet those needs. Was the industry uh, open to, to innovation like this? Um, medical is a little bit slower. That's maybe what then, I Yeah, maybe than some of the others. But um, uh, I think, you know, any company who really wants to get into niche markets like um, um, medical aesthetics, there isn't really a, a huge presence um, from the say syringe companies and stuff like that into that um, market. So those are really great opportunities. Lots of syringe companies do sell um, pet insulin syringes, um, but there is no dial a dose syringe um, for for pet insulin now. So it it would be a good uh, market to get into for sure. Well, yeah, uh, I I know a lot of dog owners, pet owners that are actually in that situation right now. I mean, you got a larger dog as they get older, they have problems with their hips, a number of other things, and and injections are part of that. And people get a little squeamish doing that if they don't know what they're doing. Well, with with the, we would call it the pet pen maybe, but you would fill it, and then you would just change the needle as you need to, so you could actually... For a pet, you can use it over and over again until it's empty. Just change the needle. With Botox, you would only use it for that treatment for the patient, and then you throw it out. But in North America, I think we're, I think we're using about 676 million syringes for pet insulin a year. If you were to switch everybody over to the BTX pen, it would probably drop to about 15 million pens. Wow! Like it's huge impact for environment as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, you mentioned North America. You've got a U.S. patent on this already. You yes, filed we do. a Canadian design patent on yes. this. So the world is your oyster right now. I mean, you're, you're opening up a bit to, to, to huge markets. Yeah, we're going to file the PCT um, this fall as well. That gives us a little bit more time to decide which other global um, patents we need to file. We're also, we're also going to file our U.S. design patent as well this fall. Uh, you're off and running here. This yeah. is—it's—you got to be excited about this. I mean, I from, the, from this germ of an idea to where yes. you are today, this has got to be just so invigorating to see this coming together like it has over the last little while. Yeah, and it's taken quite a while to get to this point, and now that we're here, it's—it's um, it's actually so fulfilling to see it come to this point because there's any journey. At sometimes you get self-doubt, like what am I doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? But. We we made it through. Yeah, we kept on going because I knew that I knew that I knew that this is this was a good. Yeah, a good but like every other person who's yeah. an innovator like this and an entrepreneur, yeah. there had to be those moments to say, "Why did I decide to do this?" Yeah, what was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't thinking, but it's all paid off for you right now. Yes. Uh, if you win this thing, and and you got a great shot at it with this product here, obviously, if you win the Lions Lair competition, 
Or, where do you go with this? Where, where do you see yourself in a year or two years? Well, I hope to have a licensing deal for sure. Um, if we do win the competition, the finances will go to, um, of course, all the expenses when it comes to all the patents and um, t uh, accuracy testing and all of that. But um, the more you get done, the, the more attractive, of course, you are to for a licensing deal. So that's that's obviously in the cards for you then. Yeah. Uh, this is an exciting time for everybody here right mm -hmm. now, uh, and uh, from all from a germ of an idea that said, "Hey, there's got to be a better way." I mean, how many how many inventions, how many new products have started from that? Hey, I, this, there's got to be a better way to do this, and could, because in the absence of that, you know, we just continue with what's going on. I mean, uh, that's why I asked about whether or not the industry was open to this sort of thing, because I mean, uh, I hear from an awful lot of people in the industry used to anyway that well, it's the way we've always done it, so we're just going to continue that way. It seems to be working, mm -hmm. but it's when somebody comes with a bold new idea like this, it's good to see that they're saying, yeah, let's have a look at that. That might be a better way. Mm -hmm. uh, because you've hit all the buttons here. I mean, you know, the environmental aspect of this is a big part of this, too. Uh, because of, we talk about the fact that, you know, with these the pens, the way they have them right now, the syringes, uh, that's an awful lot of plastic that's going someplace. It is. So th to be able to cut down on that is going to be just sensational, too. Listen, good luck with this. It's, it's, uh, it's just a sensational success story. Uh, I know there's a lot more to come, Cheryl. So uh, good luck in the competition. Thank you. And uh, good luck with it in the long-term future, too. The BTX pen. A anybody wants to get information about this, where can they? Uh, where can they, they can just go to www.btxpen. Okay. And they'll all be there for you. Dot com. Okay. Yes. Thanks so much, Cheryl. Great Thank talking you. with you. Cheryl Muse, uh, the founder of the BTX Pen. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.